Hey, spooky mamas. It's Monday, and I hope y'all are having a very spooky and fabulous day. Um, I am struggling with sinuses, so I probably sound very weird. So just ignore all the weirdness coming out of my mouth today. And I've been tongue-tied with these sinuses, so we're just going to ignore it all. Today, we are talking about an asshat of a woman named Amelia Dyer. Amelia was born as Amelia Hobley. In 1836, she was the youngest of five children born to Samuel and Sarah Hobley. She grew up in Pyle Marsh, England, and by all accounts, Amelia had a pretty decent childhood in her younger years. Her father, Samuel, was a great shoemaker and had a pretty successful business. Now, they were not, you know, just wealthy, but they were pretty comfortable for the times they were living. Her and her siblings was able to have a great education, and by all accounts, it is stated that Amelia loved literature and poetry. Now, unfortunately, at the age of 12, Amelia lost her mother to a battle of typhus. During this battle, now she did help take care of her mother, and she's seen a violent outbursts and spells in later in life. Some of her doctors stated that this messed with her mentally. A short time after her mother's death, she did leave the family home, and she moved in with her aunt and uncle. In 1859, her father died, and then her older brother Thomas inherited the family business. For reasons unknown, Amelia and her other brother James became very estranged. So after this estrangement, Amelia decided to leave. At this time, it was in the year of 1861, and she moved to Trinity Street in Bristol, and she was the ripe age of 24 years old. Some point after moving to Bristol, she met 59-year-old George Thomas, and it was just immediate attraction. They decided to get married, and after settling into her marriage, she grew a little bored and wanted to do something besides play housewife. She wanted to become a nurse, so she trained under a midwife by the name of Ellen Dane. Now, during this time, which is known as the Victorian period, women who had children out of wedlock or women who suffered from poverty in general were looked down upon by society, and it didn't help that legislation worked very hard to keep these women in poverty. The Poor Law Amendment Act in 1834 would no longer attempt to identify the fathers of illegitimate children or recover any financial support. And then the case could have been these women were just born in poverty or somehow widowed and left in poverty. Maybe they would have been prostitutes, which is completely okay. But sometimes these situations were not the best. The stigma and poverty led to a practice known as baby farming, which is very illegal. A person or people would pose as adoption agents for a one-time fee from the mother. After the mother gave birth, they would give the infants or children to these adoption agents. Sometimes children would be sold for money or most would be neglected and eventually die for a multitude of reasons, usually neglect and malnourishment. At this time, Amelia was learning her nursing from Ellen Steele and she was not practicing any of this herself. But there was apparently some rumors and heat on Ellen's part and she wanted to get out of Dodge. So she fled from England and headed for America. In 1869, Amelia's husband, George, died, and by now she had one small daughter, which she named Ellen. But when Ellen becomes older, she starts going by the name of Polly, so later I will refer to Ellen as Polly. So after this, um, after George had died, she had small little Polly, and she had no income. So what did she do? She turned to baby farming. She was going to give that a go. She advertised herself as a nurse in the local newspaper, wanting to adopt a baby. She had required a one-time payment from the mother, and she would inform the mothers that she met with 
that she was married, respectable, and she would provide a loving home for the baby. This was happening for a bit, and then Amelia got remarried. She married a William Dyer, who she had two children with after this marriage. She did later leave William Dyer for reasons unknown. Now, during this time, I could not find any information. Was she doing the baby farming while she was married to William? So I'm not very sure on that. So in the 1870s, Amelia was doing her baby farming, but didn't want to actually take care of the children or even try to sell them to others. So after she collected the fees and the mothers would leave, she would simply just kill the infants. She would summon the local doctors for them to retrieve the bodies, which eventually raised suspicion. In 1879, the doctor was alarmed by the amount of infant deaths that he was going to her house to oversee, so he did report her to the local authorities. Amelia went to trial and was sentenced to six months of hard labor for the charge of neglect. Why was she not charged for murder? I have no idea, but she did six months of hard labor for the charge of neglect. So once her six months was over, she decided to return back to nursing. In the following years, Amelia had started to abuse opium and alcohol and was thought to have been mentally unstable. She was at times suicidal and was in and out of mental health care facilities. Now, there are rumors that state these hospital stays was an act and she would have these fake spells when she knew she needed to kind of disappear and lay low. In 1890, Amelia was caring for an illegitimate child for a governess. The governess became very suspicious of her drug use and fired her. After the firing, she attempted suicide by drinking two bottles of laudanum, and she had, by this point, built her tolerance up due to her opium use, so she survived. Amelia then returned back to baby farming once again, but she tried to be very smarter this time. Amelia decided that she would not involve any doctors. She would just take care of the bodies herself. She would use fake names and she moved frequently. And she would not attract attention from any authorities. In 1892, Amelia was committed at Wells Mental Asylum and then discharged in 1893. In 1895, Amelia, along with her granddaughter Polly, son-in-law Arthur Palmer, and a friend named Jane Smith moved to Caversham, Berkshire, and then they all moved to Kensington Road, Reading, Berkshire after that. January of 1896, a 25-year-old barmaid by the name of Elvina Marmon had just had a baby out of wedlock. She did not have the means to take care of the infant, so she posted an ad in the paper requesting for a respectful woman to take care of a young child. Amelia answered her ad, and they corresponded back and forth a few times. Evelina took her baby to Amelia with a box of clothes and paid her 10 pounds for the fee. Amelia took the child home and strangled the child with a white edging tape. The very next day, a 13-month-old boy was brought to her. After she collected the fee, she strangled the boy the same way. On April 2, 1896, she put the two bodies of both children in a bag and put the bag in the River Thames. On March 30, 1896, a bargeman found a bag in the River Thames. It contained the body of a small girl. Detective Constable Anderson was assigned to the case. On the back, there was a label and wrapping paper. And although it was very compromised for being submerged in water for so long, there on the wrapping paper was an address. The address belonged to Amelia Dyer. The officers working on the case put a plan in motion. On April 3, 1896, authorities entered her home to search the place. While no bodies were found in the home, there was a rancid smell of decomposition. 
Along with the smell, they found telegrams pertaining to adoption arrangements, children's clothing and receipts for newspaper advertisements, and also letters from parents asking about the children they gave to Amelia. Amelia was arrested on April the 4th in the following days. The River Thames was searched and six more bodies were found. Each child had been strangled with white tape. The son-in-law, Arthur Palmer, and her daughter, Polly, was arrested as accomplices. However, Amelia wrote a letter stating that she, they were both innocent and had no knowledge of her actions. After an investigation, they were released in May of 1896 with no proof of any involvement. May 22, 1896, Amelia pleaded guilty to one count of murder. She tried an insanity defense due to her past drug use, and multiple mental hospital stays, but that wasn't convincing enough. Amelia was found guilty in just four and a half minutes. She was in jail for three weeks before her execution. During the three weeks, she filled several books with confessions. On June 10, 1896, at Newgate Prison, she was asked for a final confession. I have nothing to say was her final words. She was dead by 9 a.m. While we do not know the exact number of murders, Amelia had been baby farming for around 20 years by the time she was caught. And after her death, witnesses and parents of children came forward. There was an estimate of a possible 400 murders by the hands of Amelia. The three that we do know is little Doris Marmon, four months old, Harry Simmons, 13 months old, and Helena Fry, one years old. Well, I could not be, imagine being a woman in that time in those situations, having to decide to give your baby away because you couldn't afford it. And knowing that's what happened, my heart breaks. And for such a woman to do these vile things to innocent babies is just mind-boggling. I hope wherever those sweet babies are, they're just on cloud nine. That's all I can say. So Amelia Dyer, we know, is an asshat. And this was just a very quick overview. There's more to it if you'd like to dive into that. It was, it was pretty neat. So I hope all of my spooky mamas are doing great. And DM me, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, Spooky Mama Podcast. If you have any suggestions for cases, I would love to hear it. And stay spooky, babies. Love y'all.